0: Frohha Weihnachten and Feliz Navidad and good tidings to all you elves on our shelves here in the Uber Single Wonderland. It's another special Yuletide edition of the podcast game show where we deep dive top 5s. Where today our contestants will reveal and defend the top 5 Christmas gifts that change the course of your childhood. socks and underwear here today folks nothing but the most stellar of stocking stuffers and uh oh wait 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 what's that sorry baldwin baldwin the fourth sorry i'm just hearing my earpiece from our producer baldwin the fourth that i'm forgetting to mention what a special day it is sorry baldwin the fourth what day is this oh uh december 11th my grandma lillian's birthday no no it's it's december 16th my, my grandpa mike's birthday no December 6th, anniversary of the bombing of Pearl Harbor, or December 8th, the anniversary of John Lennon's murder? <laughs> that isn't very Christmassy, Baldwin the <laughs> Fourth. Oh, wait! Of course, it's December 18th, Keith Richards' birthday. Merry Keithmas, everyone! Wait, sorry. <laughs> What's that, Baldwin the De- Fourth? December 13th, okay. Uh, Twelve days of Christmas, so I have to... Oh, oh, right. Uh, it's 12 days until Christmas Day, so I have to sing oh. that classic holiday tune, The 12 Days of Christmas, before we start the show. <clears throat> <laughs> on the first day of christmas my true love gave to me a partridge in a tree. on the oh, second day pipes. of christmas my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a tree. on the third enjoy. day of oh screw you baldwin the fourth we're getting on with the show <laughs> <laughs> under my tree today we have the marshmallow man of michigan avenue the merry mistletoe maestro of the midway the reptile of wrigleyville Sorry I ran out of M's it's Mitch Merekman <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey, oh, hello I'm here to do Christmas right you guys you drink a little too much you wrap a little too loosely but you give as much as your body can give Thank you for having me
0: <laughs> <laughs> And in the opposing corner it's the big wet drummer boy the main entity himself Brian Ernst All right, if you are joining us for the first time or have an incredibly short memory, let's wake you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number
1: five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But... If both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber
2: Uber Stare Down. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Stare Down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score.
0: And as host, I'm entitled to institute a wholesome holiday house rule. I mentioned two of my grandparents up top, so today we've got grandparent bonus points. Any charming holiday grandparent references will be generously rewarded. And don't forget to stick around to the end where I'll give my fast five send off, where I reveal the top five unexpected benefits of celebrating Christmas. Okay, Brian, you won the pre-show Tying a Tree to the Roof of a Minivan Contest. You can go first. Let's have your number five.
2: Oh, man, you got it. I don't want to reveal it uh, with my own words, so I'm going to let the commercial from the 90s do it for me.
1: You love okay. the commercials. Is your scooter tough enough for this? Sharper Image Wheelie Razor <laughs> is the hottest thing on two wheels. Don't be left out, and don't throw your money away on cheap invitations. If you want to have real fun, you better have the scooter that can handle it. How you going to do wheelies without a wheelie bar? Sharper Image is the only place you can get the authentic original wheelie razor, color-coordinated grips, matching non-skid surface, and the exclusive wheelie bar for better control and advanced tricks. Every order comes with a free $19 custom carrying case. Call now and be sure to ask for two-day shipping and a free set of lighted wheels lighted wheels, because I really needed
2: that wheelie bar for my advanced tricks. Uh, what, <laughs> so
0: is, many questions here. Did you, what?
2: This is the Razor Scooter from Sharper Image. Now, this is the one I wanted so bad. This was my most vivid it gift. Like, this was the one mm. for the season. This started for me back in the spring of whatever year it was. My sister had the, the Boo doll from Monsters, Inc., and then she had the Tickle Me Elmo uh. craze. I had the Razor scooter craze. This is where I was. I remember going into a sharper image and be as early as spring being like, I know I want this for Christmas. And I was like a guy going through a midlife crisis shopping for a sports car. Every time we go to the mall, (laughs) I was like, can we swing by a sharper image to to look at them and see if if the new models are in? Oh, my. And it's like as the year continued, new models did come out. So they went from just uh, lighted wheels with the wheelie bar to having shocks on the front wheels. What? Oh, my. So when you landed your tricks, it was it was easier on your knees.
0: <laughs> uh, so what, what, what tricks were you, what was the most advanced trick that you did on the Razor scooter? I
2: think you could probably consider it a half Ollie, where I would just jump and get about half an inch off the ground and stick it. <laughs> So yeah, I, I was known to clear about at least one sidewalk line. In <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wait,
1: wait, wait, when they said a wheelie bar, I don't. No one does wheelies on razor scooters. Yes, they right? do.
2: Because you have the wheelie bar, and let me let me explain this further. So you're, you have the back wheel, and then just yeah. over the axle, a bar would come out and go across, so that when you stepped on it, you could lift up the uh, the front wheel uh, and just kind of wheelie for a little bit. Then after I was done with my Razor scooter phase, they had spark models so that Ooh. when you did a wheelie, the bottom would have to touch the concrete and it actually had like pieces of like flint or whatever. Carbonite
1: or something. Whatever. Yeah.
2: I don't know. What do you, whatever you fire starter almost. So that uh, you push you sodium it just like skid and sparks would shoot out the back of your scooter. Oh Man, the God. 90s were awesome. That actually does sound <laughs> cool. Yeah,
0: So that, I loved in was, the uh, in the commercial the guy saying, "How are you going to do a wheelie without a wheelie bar?" Like, <laughs> the, the wheelie is the ultimate in nineties preteen uh, achievement.
2: <laughs> that and my other so favorite thing So "How are you like, going to do it?" Don't don't buy the knockoff imitations and ask for two day shipping. <laughs> Those are my two favorite parts of the commercial. <laughs> but what was great about this gift because I actually received it. Uh, was that sharper
1: image branded one or the sharper? It
2: was from sharper image and it was the razor brand scooter with the red wheels, with the red shocks and the red matching handlebars. Cause you know, it gotta be color coordinated. And I got this and you love red too. I got it from the grandma on Christmas day that we don't talk to anymore. Mm. And I have a feeling my parents found this and then she just gave them the money (laughs) And they sure. gave it to me on Christmas Day Classic because move. she had the long tiled floor basement, which I believe I've mentioned this Razor scooter on the show for before. Mm. It was just boom. And I just did laps all goddamn day <laughs> in the heated basement, <laughs> fresh, fresh uh, rollerblade wheels, basically on a perfectly oh, yeah. tiled floor. Oh, my God. I would, I've never moved so fast in my life. Uh, that, was, that was peak speed.
0: Uh, that, that's Mach key to a great Christmas present memory is if it's something you can actually use on Christmas day. Correct. Yeah. That's that's Plus, such a good it's like I
2: got, I got my stance right at all the times I tried it out at sharper image. Like I knew exactly how to ride the beast. So, so yeah, when was the it.
0: last time that you rode this razor scooter? What was the ultimate fate of the razor scooter?
2: Uh, my last vivid memory of looking at it was, in the weeds, covered in dirt, next to the next to the shed in my parents' yard. That um, is
0: depressing. Put to discard forgotten. So about yeah. what about what age? What age did you Rusting. receive the gift? And what age was the final ride on uh, old Betsy, which I assume you called the scooter?
2: Yeah, I, f- I feel like this would have been.
0: I'm like the
2: ages of like. Nine and eleven, like somewhere in there, I think it would have happened, and I feel like it would have been done. Let's see, thirteen, fourteen-year high school. It definitely would have been done, like mid-middle school. I probably thought I would have been done with this. Okay, feels like a yeah. late intermediate school, early middle school. Like as soon as you started using lockers, you're like, maybe I shouldn't ride the scooter anymore. <laughs> oh, there's well,
0: co- the scooter is a very uh, popular adult ride now in. uh in major yeah. metropolis areas uh, in the United States, at least. So, I think if
2: there was a way to upgrade its wheels to being something bigger and easier, I think that would have been something I could have kept and used.
1: Did you for- ever fold this up and put it in your locker after you rode it to
3: school?
2: I feel like I did it once. And I think yeah. I remember like having one of those panic attack days where, like, I couldn't get it folded just right, and I was, like, going to be late for class, and I just, I like, couldn't get it into my locker and probably crying at my locker and being overwhelmed. And I have a memory oh, of that no. somewhere. I remember, like, not ever doing it again. Oh, my. Brian, uh, did, did you have a lot of panic attack days in middle school? No, just stupid. Like, anytime I thought I was going to get in trouble for something, like being late, that's uh, when I sure. would break
0: down. Scooter anxiety sure. is a real thing. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. this, this does remind maybe. me of uh, one gift my sister got, uh, and if she's listening, she, I think she knows exactly what I'm going to say. I got to tell on her. She really wanted to get a unicycle. And uh, everybody was <laughs> like, you're never going to ride the unicycle. This is just why. <clears throat> and she's like, I'm totally going to learn how to ride this unicycle. And so Christmas morning, unicycle right there by the fireplace. It was too cold and snowy to use it. So it sat <laughs> of course. in the basement until like April <sighs> And it's like, hey, remember that unicycle that you really talked us all into getting? Like, like yeah. come on, it's it's warm out. So about thirty minutes of unicycle time, and I think that was all the mileage it got. <laughs> so, <laughs> did, did, did
2: she get balance on it and actually make it work for a little bit?
0: I don't remember. She would probably claim that she did, just to save a little face. But <laughs> okay. I will have my doubts. Anyway, let's uh, sure. <laughs> let's move on to to Mitch with your number five.
1: Yeah, my number five is. Um, Quite simply, it's a it's a uh, officially sized and um, like collegiate quality NFL or sorry, collegiate quality Nike football. Uh, It's got the nice fat white stripes on there. Um, I got it. I think when I was, I want to say, 11 or 12, like just when my hands were like big enough to start tossing that thing around a little bit. And it became the crown jewel of many a social event, and I loved that thing. It was probably like a seventy dollars football. It was. It yeah. was I was. I, I was one of those those sports kids that was like, Mom, I either get the best. Or I get nothing. It's like, <laughs> you, I need that. You know, like, I one time got a pair of Maryland basketball shorts that I actually, I did wear for over a decade. So it was worth it. I remember, I remember like those 80, Maryland
0: basketball shorts.
1: The red just ones. giant, hideous shorts. Those were the
0: baggiest shorts in the history of <laughs> time. <laughs> they
1: were so big. They MC so, Hammer were, would have I mean, been like, ashamed of I how baggy
0: in, those shorts were.
1: He would have been like, dude, dial it back if you want to be in the music video. I'm like, You were over fine? six
2: feet tall. They made you look four <laughs> eleven.
1: <laughs> but they were made of the finest materials. And oh, yeah, that was a real Maryland patch on there. You know. Do you um, still have those shorts?
0: So, Please tell me you do.
1: I I I actually tossed them out because the the waistband elastic just Finally, like, sent me a note up through the back of the shorts that said, please let me die. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have gone on way too long. I have done the duty. Please just let me die, for Christ's sake. And so I I, I tossed him. out. They, you they euthanized just
0: the Maryland shorts. Wow. I did.
1: They just <laughs> couldn't up is... anymore. I, we are I honestly old, almost guys. thought about cutting a part of the shorts out and, like, framing it and having it in, like, a personal little shrine in my closet just to remember, you know? Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I, I thought about that, and I remember getting out the scissors, and I'm like, what am I doing? Where am I going to find a frame, you know? So, <laughs> so,
3: uh,
0: um, but uh,
1: Oh, short shrine logistics, man. <laughs> those
2: are yeah. tough.
0: But, 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 and, the, the, but the football... So yeah, I, I went through something with, I remember there was a, you collected points through buying Pepsi products and then you could send away and they would give you these miniature, like, I think there was one basketball, maybe it was mm-hmm. a volleyball and then there was a football and it was like just the right size for a playground game. And I waited yep. for weeks for that thing to come. And I don't even like football. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm putting myself in, in your brain, uh, imagining the anticipation. Because getting the right size football, the actual official size, why was that the most important thing for you?
1: Well, because I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to know and to train as soon as possible on a full-size college football. Because I was going to be a quarterback in college football. <laughs> right. So of course, I was right. like, yeah. I, I need to get... What you guys? You guys seem like you are not actually believing what I am saying. We're just well, saying I, we all went to
2: college with you, and you went to a yeah. college that has no football team. Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I remember that now. Okay, uh, but so I was like, I need to, I need to be a real quarterback as soon as possible. So I need the best <laughs> ball there is. I need, <laughs> I need the the official size. And earlier in my childhood, I was the one with the best football in like third or fourth grade, and then that got run over by the milk truck. Uh, previously stated on this show, and so. I was always the guy with the good football. It was like, we're going to play football. Mitch is bringing his football.
0: So people had to invite you. Well, yeah.
1: (laughs) And and also, also I was, I was the best thrower. I could throw the farthest I was the best quarterback. So people naturally wanted me to throw them the ball. Cause you know, if if I'm like, I want a 15 yard button hook with an option to, to float it out to the, to the sideline, I'm going to put, the tasty pigskin right in your bread basket, you know, and we're getting the first down. So people wanted me throwing the ball, um, <laughs>
0: pigskin in the bread basket.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but the one thing that just grinded my gears, and I've never said this before, it was my friend, Ryan, you saw always want to play with me. And he, he always wanted to play in the street, but this football is really nice. And Ryan didn't always have the best hands er- er- earlier on. He developed better catching abilities, but so he would drop the ball, or he was short as well. And you guys know I hate short people, so <laughs> the ball would sail over his head, and then the blacktop would scuff the football. And every time yeah. it touched the ground, I, my, like a little part of my heart died, you know, and and went away. So that was always my like deeply like I don't I want to keep this thing as nice as possible for as long as possible, but I don't want to seem like. The psycho who's like, never drop the ball. I put it where I want it. You make the catch no matter what. You know, like that kind
0: of <laughs> um, kid. So, um, which, football but I was is, like football inside. It was supposed to be played so, in the mud and, and dirty and, and rough and tumble. And you were just the pristine quality of it. Like, this sounds like a toy that you didn't want to take out of the box. So it would still be in mint condition.
1: Well, now, see, see, mud is not full of sharp rocks and, and hard, and hard surfaces where the, the, the ball's gonna get scuffed. You know, mud, I I can easily wipe that off with the chamois cloth back at home and just a little bit of wind (laughs) down. That's easy. But, um, you know, I just, I just wanted to keep it as nice as possible. Also, another thing I'm admitting here is I was a, I was a fantasy imaginer, uh, for sports as a kid. So I would stand in front of the mirror and practice my form. Nice. Over and over again. I'd throw the ball up and like dive and catch it on the bed, do that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I think we all did did this. This.
3: Yep. <laughs> Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. Okay, everyone does this. Okay, cool. Uh i spent hours doing that. And I would imagine whole games in my head. I'm like, you know, I'm Vinnie Testaverdi, I'm on the forty-five, and I got fifty-five yards to go and I got forty-eight seconds, that kind of thing, you know. So it's a very specific uh, daydreamer in, in terms of sports. So that's my number five. Very important to me. Um, I
0: haven't had a great football in a number of years. and It hurts a little bit. I, so. I have one follow-up question. When you were playing mm-hmm. in the street, were you playing tackle or touch 55 football? yards. Oh.
1: Oh, in the street would be uh, it we played double double two hand touch. You had
0: to touch them twice over with right. two hands. Okay, oh, wow. Yeah. So if you played tackle yeah. football in the in the street on pavement, you would have got three points, but you're only getting two. Uh, <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs>
0: <dear>. <laughs> uh, for, oh, Brian, much. I'm I I am I'm, I'm going to give you three points. I was I I it's with great hesitation though because uh, I wasn't sure which way to go with the grandma bonus because. Your grandma got you the scooter, which is uh, what it got you a bonus point. But then you said that you think she just kind of gave the money and and had very little to do with it. It was more of a puppet present. So but still a fun little tale. So three points to you and we'll move on to your number four.
2: All right. My number four is the three foot tall at at Walker with hoisting Luke Skywalker action.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Three feet
1: tall.
2: Yes, it was.
1: Big boy. Don't you pronounce it
2: A-T-A-T? No, I say At-At, and I watch the commercial, and it also says At-At from Kenner Toys, the official creator of them. Okay. Okay. Now, I may be exaggerating on its height, but it felt three feet tall to me. (laughs) I'm really hoping it was that big, (laughs) because I remember it being so big. (laughs) But the coolest part about it was that you could... Uh, for Star Wars fans who don't know, the AT Walker mm-hmm. is the giant Empire things at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back that shoot on the Hoth planet. That they look they have like to take they look down like cats, with the snow basically Yes, they look like giant robotic cats.
0: Completely and uh, was so completely non-practical uh, weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. especially
2: on a windy snow planet. They're top-heavy metal robots, uh, but they are so damn cool looking and. What was great about the toy is you could just move the feet and get the thing moving, and it moved about as slow as they do in the movies. But there was a little uh, pulley system in the belly with a small little handle, and it came Mm -hmm. with a Luke Skywalker that you could attach to his hand, and then when you'd pull the string, it would pull the Luke Skywalker up to the top so he can throw in the grenade and save the day. Now, this was the Mac Daddy of Star Wars toys for me. It was so... Uh, amazing to use and just it it was this it was pulling a string and watching luke skywalker go up and down but it was like it was like memory triggering of the actual scene in the movie and you're like i'm living it i am a hero
0: so it wasn't Ah. like it wasn't an automatic pull pull pulley thing it was you you know it's the 90s man it it was was like a one for it was a one for one ratio on correct okay Okay. But well, you get to take a small I had
2: a small I had a small snow speeder, so I'd go and I would crash it in the carpet and then I would hop Luke out and then get him attached and then make noise. <laughs> and then right, he would right. fall. And then,
3: yeah, it was all <laughs> fun.
2: Now I remember
3: this, this I have this on my
2: childhood course changing list because one, I remember the day I saw it leave. And then I remember the, the reason why it also made me doubly sad. One is we gave it to the neighbor boy across the street because he was about the same okay. age I was when I got it. And I was like in high school now. And he was super into Star Wars. And we were like, yeah, we should, we should give it to him. He's, he's going to love this thing. And that then it triggered a memory about how I had all of my dad's Star Wars toys that he had bought himself in the uh, 70s and 80s. Wow. And he bought them from Kenner and they were like, he took super pristine care of them and I destroyed them. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. were just like his prize possession. He could not wait to give them to his kids. And I was just a little fucking shit and just damaged everything. Pieces were missing and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't till the day I had to hand over this ad at Walker to another kid that I was like, I fucked up.
0: Ugh, yeah. Shit. Oh no.
1: Did, 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 did you sit in your in your bedroom and stare out from the second story window at the kid playing with it across the street for like a couple months after?
2: Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> the silence just playing on repeat.
0: Oh. Yeah, no,
1: it was
2: it was a it was an okay day.
0: What What happened but, to your dad's uh, toys? Did have they stayed I, in the family or?
2: I think. Well, they're. Fucking, they're gone. That's the problem. They're like they were so broken that they weren't even worth holding on to. Oh no! And it's like my my dad how you, had.
1: How do yeah, you break the toys that much? You just just play with them carefully, you know. That's clean them off was, after every time you. Use I'm them. admitting uh, I was a little air that I have learned oh, okay. from my
2: mistakes. Okay, but it was like a Tie Fighter that if you held it from the back and you squeezed it, the wings would pop off. Um, he oh had the yeah, full X Wing. He had the full plastic Darth Vader case. Yeah, that when you I opened that. it up, it had all the action figures in it, and I like lost the action figures. Their head came out. He had every single one uh. by name. Yeah, I was the worst. I was an absolute worst.
0: Oh man, that's well, that's that's. You had me going, and now I'm depressed. That's, so Mitch, it's heartbreaking, Mitch, you but I learned a lesson. You. Yeah, Mitch, what's your number four?
1: Yeah, my number four. It's I. It's uh, my list is very sportsy today, so I'm just gonna say that right now. But I'm learning different lessons from these sports items. My number four is the uh, extra-large, adult-sized Troy Aikman jersey I received as an 11-year-old. And
0: This would have gone well with your uh, Maryland shorts. Exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) The Maryland shorts I chose because I was a big fan, for whatever reason, of Juan Dixon and Steve Blake and Chris Wilcox at the University of Maryland at that time when they won the championship in 2002. But this I got as a combined... Christmas and birthday gift from my aunt Jane. Um, This is in Central Minnesota.
0: The snow is
1: coming down.
0: You have a holiday birthday, so you get the combined gifts. You got shorted on a lot of gifts.
1: I do. I do. My my birthday is New Year's Eve, which I think that's a week away. That's enough of a buffer zone where you can do two different gifts. That's that's my opinion. That is my opinion. Or don't give me a birthday gift. That's fine too. I don't need a birthday gift. Christmas, I need a gift. Um, (laughs) We're in Minnesota. Snow is everywhere. Kids in Texas have never even seen snow before, and yet I'm getting a Troy Aikman jersey here. It's an extra-large adult size. Uh, it's, again, just like my Maryland shorts, it's way too long and baggy on me. Why, um, why again, did you get
0: the XL size? What, what's the logic there? Because,
1: because it was on clearance at Coles. At uh,
0: okay, right. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And so you had no choice. You had to get it. Yeah. I, I, I had no choice, and but but the best part about this gift, and this is why this is one of the things that made me want to celebrate people on their birthdays, not combine it with Christmas, and made me want to give and think about quality gifts for people when I gift give is that the first thing I see in the box, I open it up, and it's a little like unicorn. If if you imagine like a unicorn glitter candle, just imagine whatever that looks like in your head. Imagine that. Got That's it. the first thing I see in the box, and and my aunt Jane goes, "Do you like it?" Is that it? Do you, do you like it? And I was like eleven, and I'm like just boiling inside. I just want to chuck this thing because I have a good arm. I want to chuck this thing right back at my Aunt Jane, and just <laughs> knock her right in the forehead, and be like, "How dare you!" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's, uh, And then she laughs. <laughs> Keep looking, <laughs> like in front uh, of the entire family. She does this to me, and then it's a Troy Aikman jersey. I'm like, you know, I could give two fucks about the cowboys in fact i hate them because they are essentially the chicago bulls but for football the 90s and i hate you know empire death star type teams and so uh (laughs) i i rarely if ever wore the Trikman jersey and it made me vow from there on to get gifts people actually want and make it seem like maybe you thought about them for a second. So
0: that's, that's uh, my number four. So uh, this is an interesting take. I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. Because this yep. you you learned. It changed the course of your childhood because it was so shitty. Yes. Sh-
1: yes. <laughs> and, oh. well, and, and my adult gift-giving life, too. It's like, if you're going to give a gift, think about it a little bit. Know the person. Ask a question or two. Maybe do a little research on them. Listen throughout the year, perhaps. And then give a gift that's nice, you know. Or... If all else fails and you're someone's aunt or, you know, just ask the, the kid's parent, hey, get them something they really want and I'll give you money for it. And that works, you know.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: Right. Yeah. That's in
1: my
2: case. Well,
0: that yeah. that, that like, is that is a beautiful lesson. And, and for that and for the fact that you've been shorted on so many presents over the years, Mitch, you're getting the full three points. Thank Brian, you. Thank you. Brian, I, I was initially when you brought this up, I was like, this is going to be the easiest three points ever. And then I learned that you trashed your dad's toys. So I got to knock you down to two. So, That's yeah. fair. I deserve That's it.
1: very fair. That's fair. You, he you did it, it
0: to yourself over many, many years of childhood. I You can't blame me. It's true. But we'll move on to you for your number three.
2: <laughs> oh, my number three is the Talkboy tape recorder from Home Alone
0: 2. <laughs> Talk boy. Oh.
2: There we go. Now, Home you Alone know 2, the Talkboy. Uh,
0: Donald Trump's uh, greatest role, I believe.
2: Yes. Mm. God no only wish it was his only. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once you've held this bad boy in your hand, like, you know, the first time you ever picked up an N64 controller and it just fit your hand. Yeah. This is how the talk boy, you slid your hand in and your thumb just rests on the record button and the telescoping microphone would go out two stages. And then mm-hmm. you could just sit there and podcast to yourself in the closet. <laughs> 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 no, I feel like I was I was the inventor of the podcast with this and I had one subscriber, which was also me. Yeah. And then I would sit there and record things around the house or record things off of TV and try and do it exactly like Kevin McAllister did in the movie. And you can never rewind how that that kid's rewinding and playback skills, impeccable timing, sure. impossible to replicate. Yeah. That was one of the things I was most excited for when I got it. I was like, Oh man, I'm just gonna be able to fool everybody.
0: With this, I, I have not seen get... Home Alone two in many years. I've watched the first one every holiday season. But what does he use this for in the second movie?
2: So he's lost in New York. As right. The title says, and uh, earlier in the film, he sees an ad for the Plaza. So he stays at the Plaza because it's the only hotel that he knows. But to get around the evil Tim Curry and Rob Schneider who are constantly trying to out him, <laughs> he records mafia movies off the television. Right. Right. So that he can then play them back at full ample volume off the tiniest little speaker of this portable cassette player to fool several grown adults into thinking he is a mob leader staying in the uh, place and he's willing to shoot them at any time and firing bullets in the hotel <laughs> in which they just leave the room and ask no questions afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, a, if a gun went off in the plaza, that wouldn't make headlines. No way.
2: No, no. Uh-uh. They just scooted out of the room and went about their day.
0: <laughs> have, but, you, yeah. have either of you ever been to the plaza in New York?
2: i have not been inside no. i've stood across the street and looked at it but
0: i inside. i went into the plaza just out of curiosity because i we we read the book eloise when i was a kid i don't know if you remember that book about the little girl who lives no. in the plaza classic children's book from the 50s i can't read so <laughs> right but i i went in out <laughs> well, of curiosity and i have never sense, felt less welcome in a place in my life i was just <laughs> i went in there just dressed casually out of curiosity, I was like, "I'll just pass through oh. the lobby." I, I lasted about twenty seconds, and I felt just eyes glaring at me, like, "You don't have a room here, sir. Please." And I, <laughs> I chickened out. and I Please left. leave. But, but anyway, anyways, I back don't to the I don't back to the you. tape recorder. So, so, what was your use? Your was it just you in the closet? What were you recording around? Were you doing like some Foley sounds of like your mom chopping onions? What were you? What was your favorite thing you recorded? I,
2: did, I recorded just everything, and I remember taking it like on car rides and things, and like. Doing like an audio diary and thinking it was just mm. the most unique thing anyone has ever done, and then I remember just it was. listening. It was more listen, <laughs> listening, listening <laughs> back to it, and it was just like, okay, this. I think this was kind of the uh, fodder for like, oh, editing is important. <laughs> it's like you just listen yeah. to this raw audio, and you're like, what the hell is this? Who who's going to listen to this? So I'm sure I filled up several cassette tapes never to listen to, to them again and if do, we could do, ever find one now that would be interesting
1: I do you have any memories of, of what your what your recording style was I mean was it like and now uh, I'm going to go have some breakfast maybe some golden grams or something like, do, was it that kind of thing like your inner monologue or you it just what you saw it probably wasn't as posh as that but it was just like okay.
2: <laughs> out the window I see this guy and he could be a killer oh my no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is probably around the same time I was really into Harriet the Spy. Do you remember? Oh, no. oh yeah. yeah. Michelle Trachtenberg, Randy O'Donnell. Yes. Yeah. Michelle. So, Woo. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the time. Okay, she was like nine at the time. Relax. <laughs> we were also
1: nine, so that's fine. It's true.
2: But uh, I remember being so into that <laughs> movie and always wanting to be a spy. And I think this was a little bit past that age. But I'm like, oh, this Talk Boy adds a new tool to my arsenal. Right. I mm-hmm. could be a spy again. <laughs> yes. So return returned to my roots.
0: So did, you, so did you ever like hide it in the couch cushions and, and catch your dad using swear words or something? I don't oh. know. Even, uh, <laughs> what like,
3: you- gotcha. Well,
2: if I did that, and if I snuck the tape on my dad, all I would just be recording is just Braveheart and Rocky over and over again. <laughs> like, I don't need that on tape. I already hear it through the vents. So it's like <laughs> Yeah. I was not as creative with it as I, as I should have been. So, uh, yeah, but I remember just the actual, also, you know, when you get something and you feel like it's going to be like that thing looks metal on TV and you get it, and it's plastic. And as soon as you squeeze it, it just makes that noise of like the interior of a Tesla. Just, (laughs) (laughs) oh, this is cheap material. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing, but man. My recording days—that's where it started. That was that was and the fuel behind Uber Cinco started and right they, there. Yeah, it,
0: it continues yeah. to this day. Damn. Okay, all right, Mitch, yes. it's time for your number three. Lay it on us.
1: No problem, guys. My number three <laughs> is—it's um—it's mm, it's agricultural. It's um—it's it, American. It's blue collar. Oh, and that still is, my heart. Hmm. My number three is the Ertl brand 132nd uh reproduction farm western ranch set. So 132nd uh, is 1 132nd second, 132nd second scale, yeah. Uh western ranch farm set. You have the barn, you have two different types of pastures or pens you can set up. Uh one is is a red like round fencing, another one is a shorter like black stockade fencing. Um, you've got some pigs uh, some cows I had some chickens too but then I got the the cow and pig like booster packs so I got more cows and more pigs nice and I I loved rearranging the the, the shape of the um of the of the pastures of the pens and then lining up the cows and the pigs differently in each in each kind of setup like right. ooh, maybe this one it's a rounded fence you know and so then <laughs> they're standing around in a circle maybe it's nighttime and they're about to all go to sleep so they so they circle up for warmth uh maybe it's feeding time get out the troughs boys where's the sloppy oats that's what the pigs love line them up they're they're chowing down on their food for the day, um, and I would just endlessly sit there. I would drive hay bales back and forth with the tractor and the trailer attached to the back. Oh yeah. Um, I would stack the bales in the barn. Uh, perhaps there was a lot of work to be done in the barn. You couldn't get your your hands like your body inside, so you just pop the roof off. So then you, you're yep. looking on. You know, you pretend the roof is still there, of course, but you're just looking in, in the top, and, and you're just getting chores done. You know, you're stacking the bales. You're bringing the bales to the pigs. You're bringing the bales to the cows. Um, you're just you're you're being a farmer, and um, you learn how to farm. You learn what it takes to to run a farm. Um, and but you never have to actually have a farm or do all that work or own it. So um, that was nice.
0: This, uh, <laughs> this, yeah. The memories I, are flooding I, back to me. I we had my sister. Have and you I been had, on a farm before, Nathan? Well, we. <laughs> I have I, I grew up in a farming family but my sister and I did have the hurdle set as you're describing oh, yeah. and it was just yeah, yeah. delightful we had in, in our sunroom we would we had the whole expanse we had like the western ranch style one then we had oh, the yeah. more like Midwestern style thing we had all the mm-hmm. horses and pigs we had everything we did everything exactly as you described and then every oh, yeah. year in Roseville there would be a toy show that the FFA oh. would put on in the high school gymnasium oh. and we would go oh. to see because there would be an Ertl set that you would not believe. It, it spread over several tables. It was oh. it was unbelievable to look at. It was so cool. <laughs> every every of the latest tractor models and everything was oh, there. Yeah. Oh it was great. And yeah. then uh man, it made farming seem like so much fun. And then yeah. I turned 16, I got my driver's license after my freshman year of high school that summer, yep. and so I could yep. go out and help Uncle Frank and Grandpa on the farm. And I realized farming fucking sucks. <laughs> so that was heartbreaking. <laughs> but this, oh, man, I, I loved my Ertl farm set. Uh, this, is, mm-hmm. this is so did you did you set this up Christmas morning? Did, did it came in the box and you just like put it out on front of the fireplace? How did the f- initial setup go?
1: I, I, we opened gifts in, in my nuclear family on Christmas Eve. So this was Christmas Eve. It was already up and going. Okay, okay. Um, nice. And, 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 you know, subsequent years I'd get, you know, some extra pigs, some extra cows, maybe another barn or shed or something. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I had a whole, I had like a, a plastic tub that was my, my, my farm tub. And so, um, when it wasn't set up, I, you know, put it away in there, but then I I'd always be adding to it. But yeah, as, you open it, you play with it immediately. Like, you know, you, yeah. you, maybe it's the second gift you open and you're just waiting to open the rest of the gifts. So you can get back to the farm, you know, like you just can't wait to get your hands dirty again, right. you know, getting your, getting your sows fed. Um, and I, I actually, in my research for this, cause I, I, was trying to remember another brand of, of animal figurine that I love. And I think it's Steichel or Reichel. It's some kind of German brand. They make some beautiful horse figurines. Um, I found out <laughs> Ertl put out a price guide, for oh. the for the tractors that they've made, they they make over like I think it's over like a thousand type of tractors, like real to, real true to life brands. And there's a price guide for them because so many people collect these things, which I it just blew my mind. I'm like, oh man, I just this isn't a collectible. This is something that's part of my life. I have to use it every day. Kind of you know right. that's how important the farm was to me. Um, and then also another fun thing, you can now get a giant rubber pig. It was one sixteenth scale, which is still pretty it's a pound, a pound of pig. It's a big pig. (laughs) Yeah, big pig. And it's a big enough pig where where like they had to get a real artist to paint the eyes. And the eyes and the the ears are kind of floppy, and the eyes are looking at you, and it just looks like the eyes have seen their friends leave to go get slaughtered. You know? It's like like the (laughs) pig's seen some shit. And I wanted it so bad. I was like, I want this knowing pig on my dresser really soon. So I think I might buy it for myself. It's only like eight bucks. It's pretty cheap. So, um, yeah, yeah. And now, actually, this has lived out in my in my adult life. And I'm admitting this here, guys. Don't tell anyone, okay? Please don't tell anyone. Um, I play. I have played the game previously. I I just stopped because it was it was too addictive the game farming simulator where you just run a farm i was going to bring this up I on a game bring... oh <laughs> my it's, god and it's it's a really fun game but my god does it take oh it's just it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to play a game where you run a farm i can't imagine how much work running a real farm is so um,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a nightmare um, <laughs> <laughs> i was just there a few days a week um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare uh, wow that was
3: <laughs> yep.
0: one one last thing one last thing yeah, for the yeah. the yeah. set is it really yep. is the gift that keeps on giving cuz you 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 scoop everything up you put it back in the farm tub as you said Yep and yep. then you can start from scratch and you can reconfigure your farm it can, it's never the oh, same yeah. twice Yep imagination you can mix is pig- uh,
1: pigs and cows in the same Thing or like maybe each cow has a chicken that rides on its back because like they got a friend.
0: That's right, great that's, too. that's an abomination against God and nature. But we'll <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. I, I'm giving everybody three points that round. That was delightful, uh, Brian. It's time for your number two.
2: All right, my number two, I believe, is going to speak to you, Nathan. I'm talking about the musical instrument, the guitar. Oh,
0: oh. be still my heart.
2: Wow. now this is a gift that spans three separate Christmases. So you don't give uh, a a guitar in pieces, do you? No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. listen. So in seventh grade, I wanted an electric guitar. I thought I was going to be in a band. Mm -hmm. I was going to be as big as Mitch Brinkman quarterback for Maryland. (laughs) 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 My parents said, no, we have an acoustic guitar in the basement. Mm. If you can learn that, we'll get you the electric. Got it. So, I did it. I calloused my fingers. I learned some chords on that acoustic. And by golly, I got my Fender Strat Beginners Pack. A black Squire Stratocaster with a 10-watt amp all in one box. Wow. For that Christmas. And that was the start of it. Now, what was great about this thing is, one... It wasn't the most high-quality thing, but it was just like, this is the start. Who cares? You learn on it, blah, blah, blah. It was great. Mm-hmm. And this is the one I covered in stickers. It's still hanging on my wall here. It's got a Nirvana sticker on it and a Green Day sticker and whatever stickers I got from the local Euro shop that had the 25-cent sticker machine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was awesome. And then uh, after a while, it got a short in it, so I had to go bring it to Guitar Center get it fixed. But mm-hmm. that doesn't compare to the short that started in the amp. Uh, This little amp was only about this big, but it got to a point where it would only work if you tucked the wire underneath the weight of the amp at the right angle,
3: and then it would work
2: again. (laughs) And if you played too loud, it would vibrate, and the short would happen, and it wouldn't play anymore. So then I was like, okay, guys, I need a new amp. This is only 10 watt. I need like a 30 to a 50 watt amp, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a couple Christmases later, I got an upgrade to the amp. And then I got this new one that had, like, effects on it, and you could plug in the auxiliary channel so you could take Ooh. your old iPod and play along with some music, and it was awesome. That's and fun. then a couple of Christmases later, I got upgraded to my Surf Stratocaster, which was my red Stratocaster that I have now that mm. has, like, 1950s-style surf rock pickups on it. Mm. And I loved that thing, and I still love that thing. It's still my main guitar to this day. So that was my parents getting me three guitar-style Christmas gifts over multiple Christmases. Wow. Obviously, that changed the course of my childhood because I still do it to this day. So what a a, a musical gift.
0: I I did receive uh, my first guitar on Christmas, and my parents got me a bass guitar. Didn't realize they were getting me a bass and not a lead guitar. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that was... How'd that go?
1: (laughs) Maybe they're trying I to tell you really, something like really Nathan, hard. you're a bass guy, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried really really hard to be like, "Yes, I wanted the bass. That's this is what I wanted," right? And <laughs> uh, but eventually they realized that I wasn't that uh, thrilled. So they did get me the six string, but uh, I, I held on to the bass for for a long time. And I I think I a friend of mine who who wasn't musically talented, me and uh, my friend Steve and Ben, we we played in a group together in high school, you know, just playing in uh, Ben's basement and whatnot. And then our friend Brad. What was the name of your band? Uh, we were the local Yokel Vocals. Okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> well, we got the Simpsons name from, from our friend Brad, who decided he was going to be our singer. So the four of us ran around together. Brad couldn't sing, nor could he play the bass, but he decided he would learn the bass. And I think I. I was like, you can hear, you know, hear, take the bass. You can try to learn the bass or whatever. And I don't think I've seen it since. So I think that was the end of that bass guitar. But that was, yes, LYV, the local local vocals. We played two shows. We played a Valentine's Day show at high school. And then we played a, a last day of school that year. Uh, and we were uh, not very good. So, yeah. I can
2: top not being that good. I had two <laughs> bands. One was just me and my friend Kevin. Just a drummer. We were basically the White Stripes. It was drummers and a guitar with no vocals. Uh, we were called Four Crying Out Loud. The number four. <laughs> K from Kevin and Ryan from Brian. Four Crying Out Loud. That was the first band. We only played one show at my eighth grade graduation really party funny. in my backyard. And then uh, my second band is when Chris joined the band. We became old school. S-K-O-O-L.
3: Oh, and yeah, baby.
2: Our main song was playing Louie Louie in the basement at Kevin's house. And that was about as far as we went.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was in another band called Standing Room Only. We also played two shows. We played a high school dance at Yorkwood High School. And then we played some outdoor sort of. It was, it was in Kirkwood. It was Kirkwood days at Kirkwood, Illinois. You know, people were eating funnel cones Jeez. and shit. And there was everyone knows that we yeah. opened for a lady who sang country music, who apparently was well, she was actually like being paid to be there, and uh, mm. so she must have been good for real or something. You guys are real. But yeah, but but my friend Matt, who was our singer, his dad, who's a, a real go getter type of guy, he somehow talked her into introducing us even though we were opening Uh, for her. And I remember so clearly her going up there and being like, okay. So like, she'd look, she was like, I don't know why I just agreed to do this, but yeah, here comes standing room only. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then we, we played for 30 minutes and. uh,
2: That's a great name for a band though.
0: Well, there were no chairs at the, at the school dance. So everybody was standing. I'll I'll give us that. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Mitch, let's, let's get over to Mitch for his number two.
3: Yeah,
1: my number two is um, it's it, – it's got two sides to it. This is why I like this one. Um, it's because it's the, the outset is incredibly, incredibly nerdy and unnecessary, and that is um, – again, more sports uh, – is the ESPN Encyclopedia of College Football. Oh, dear. Yes, exactly. Oh, yep. dear. Uh, so this quenched my thirst for stats, you know, before we had sports reference – uh dot com uh my my love of stats now it's uh, i've always like memorized you know player names numbers where they went to college you know batting averages that kind of thing that was just kind of naturally from reading the paper every day or playing video games perhaps uh and you know i already watched tons of football college football i'd watch high school football nfl football of course um i played football video games and you know but but i needed to prove i was a numbers guy with my football iq because you know again playing for the vikings eventually one day you have to be you have to know everything you have to study <laughs> mm-hmm. um study. and so and so you know i got the college football encyclopedia literally every single team's history every single game ever this this puppy was 1700 pages <laughs> it was it was <sighs> it was thin like a bible every page nice and thin tiny little script you could look anything up and so like okay guys here's 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 a question uh i'm gonna toss it here who was the mvp of the 1978 sugar bowl tony rutledge of course yeah oh right tony rutledge yeah he went on to play 10 seasons in the nfl um famous for being in the in the body bag game it was called when he played for the eagles him and the backup were knocked out and he never played another game again so it's like those kind of fun anecdotes you can bring
3: (laughs) to the cocktail party so ladies and gentlemen
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then also, I got this book when I was, uh, I think I was, I had just, I think it was my senior year of high school, maybe. And so I was like, this is great. I can know everything about college football. But then I had to go to college. So actually, Nathan, you didn't realize what this book did for me then. So when I got <laughs> to college, I realized maybe I don't need my college football encyclopedia out all the time. I don't, I don't know if you remember this book on my bookshelf, but it was there. I and don't. And so what I did was... I needed a place to stash my vice, so I had uh, I i cut out some of the pages because it was a very thick book. So I kept I kept some unmentionables in there. I kept a little um, some 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 nudity material. I kept all of that. <laughs> um, I kept I kept some condoms in there. Uh, eventually, <laughs> I would keep I I I kept some some other illicit drugs in there. And so I had like a little. It was a vice chamber. But you I knew you framed your college football encyclopedia. I did, and I knew no one would be like, "Oh, a college football encyclopedia? Let me look at this." Like, <laughs> I would have to this. I knew no one would ever pick it up except for me, and no one ever did. And I also quickly, you know, once you look up a couple things, you're kind of like, "God, do I really need 1,700 pages of numbers?" Like, <laughs> after having it for a year or two or whatever. No. And so it just became a nice little vice chamber for me. And I, I remember I moved at home, and then when I lived at home, like during the summers before I was twenty one, I would keep, you know, I would keep my my unmentionables in there that I didn't want my my parents to find. So, um oh, and then there's that you.
0: horrible moment when your mom forgot how many yards OJ rushed for his junior year, and then it was all <laughs> over. Oh man, she was
1: like, <laughs> "Mitchell, you look at boob pictures. Oh my god. Oh,
0: also, do you, you how had dare you? you had physical copies of of Nudity pictures. We went. We start. We're not that old. We started college in 2005. The internet was available. Pornography was readily. But
1: Nathan, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, 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 Nathan. My phone didn't, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't have, <laughs> could not do porn on the phone yet. Did you have a computer? We were in a small little room. I was like, Nathan was always in there. I was, I was, when he was not there, I was gone too. Like, rarely was I alone in the room, I feel like.
0: I love subterfuge. So you'll get a subterfuge point. But uh, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm underwhelmed by (laughs) this encyclopedia. 1,700 pages of football is just too much. So uh, I'm going to give you two points. Brian, it's a guitar. You knew you were getting three. So we're moving on to the number ones. Brian, number one please.
2: Okay my number one I'm gonna try and get through this uh, efficiently because there are a few anedo- anecdotes here but number one okay is the first video camera I got for Christmas. Now uh. this is the only time my excitement has ever overcome my behavior. Okay now I figured out which gift was the camera before Christmas. And I actually razor bladed the scotch tape You didn't. and slid, slid the box out ahead of Christmas Wow! for about a week before Christmas to make sure that it was charged. I knew how to use it so that on the day that I opened it, I could just be off and running. So but the, to top this, I also rewrapped it every day that I opened it. So I didn't just like take it out and hide it somewhere else. I'd be able to slide this thing back in, fold it down, and retape, and then razor blade it again the next day. <laughs> so I only had about 45 minutes to myself after school in, a, in these few days beforehand. So it was like the first day I opened it, I slid it out, boom, charged it, precision slice, right back in the box, retaped. The mm-hmm. second day, got those settings. Third day, recorded a test clip, figured out how to get the memory card off and get it on the computer. Oh, my God. This way, Christmas Day, God. I was ready to go. Now, as shitty as this behavior was, I think it can be forgiven based on my career trajectory <laughs> that it was all for good. Uh, and responsible for the rest of my childhood is this is where I started making YouTube videos, copying jackass with said mentioned friends, Kevin
1: and Chris. Mm hmm.
2: But this story does not have a happy ending. Oh, no. This first camera I received probably either eighth grade or freshman year of high school. And I remember getting into like TV production or something in high school my freshman year and having to film something and edit it for a class. I really wanted to make a video. So like, this is what I'm going to do. Blah, blah, blah. And I remember being like, hey, swim coach freshman year. I have this camera thing that I really don't want to leave in my locker. Can I leave it in your teacher's office during swim gym class? Because I really don't want it in my locker in case. I don't like where this is going. Sure. So he put the camera in there and I come back after changing out of my wet clothes and it is gone. It is gone. A student saw me put it in there, snuck in, took it, and it was gone. And this became a whole thing, where my mom had to come in. We had to talk to the principal and all this stuff, and blah blah blah. Long story short, the school cut me a
3: check. No (laughs) way! I was
2: able to get a new camera. Yes. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So I I went to Target. I got a new camera and started from
0: there. I cannot believe the school cut you a check.
2: They did. They. I was like, they were pretty upset about it. I was like, I think I was like, I wasn't like crying. I was just sitting there being like someone took this from me. <laughs> it was more like I was starting like, I was going to do good with this. And now I can't.
0: Did, uh, <laughs> and it was like, was the swim coach but, yeah. reprimanded uh, for, I mean, I don't
2: know. I don't remember him being there the next couple of years. So maybe, oh, maybe, he he's, just maybe, that yeah. so, maybe that was the end
0: for the swim coach.
2: That was the end. Remembering very, he's very tall and lanky and had glasses. I don't remember his name, but uh, yeah. Freshman year swim in high school was rough enough, but having a
1: camera ripped off, yeah, that was not a great start to high school. That is true. What if what if the school had never cut a check for a new camera for you? Do you think you would have? Do you think you would have gotten a new camera anytime soon?
2: I probably would have, but it probably wouldn't have been until I started
1: working because it's like how else oh, we have gotten it? So, and that and that 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 would have put you behind the eight ball, as they say.
2: I think so. I mean, because by junior wow. year, I was already using Final Cut in the labs. At, wow. So it's like I would have lost two years. If that
0: school had not cut you a check, you'd be flipping burgers right now, Brian. I'm I moved. I'm deeply moved. Uh, and well, Mitch, you, you have to top that. So it's time for your number one to close us out. What could possibly top a video camera?
1: Nathan, I know that uh, sometimes you can guard your 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 mushy, delightful little heart. But guess what? In this one, open the doors. Let your heart be massaged. Let your heart strings be tugged let it be moved let the tear ducts flow because i am giving you the number one thing that's ever been given as a gift and you know why and that is the fisher price adjustable basketball hoop.
2: oh you didn't you didn't go there (laughs) yes yes i went there yes
1: i went there (gasps) i am i am four years old we come home from christmas eve mass i see the big box in the corner and all my little heart and brain can think is Make that box be mine. Make that box be mine. Make that box be mine. (laughs) And I calmly and patiently put on my Christmas slippers and my Christmas sweater and we eat our Christmas food and it's time for gifts. And I find out that big box in the corner is all for Mitchie boy. Did it it have a name tag on it? It said to Mitchell from santa oh. thank you big
0: man the big man himself <laughs> he comes through the man again. with the white beard oh. with the hat
1: and the coat and the pants and the boots riding the reindeer in he brings me the gift of basketball oh. hoops round ball the greatest game ever created <laughs> i put that puppy out on the on the three season porch it's minnesota in winter i don't care i put on more clothes if i have to i play on that thing morning, noon, and night. The only time I can't play is when it gets so cold. We're talking zero degrees where the rubber ball will not bounce anymore because it's (laughs) so cold. That's the only time I am not playing. Minnesota
3: cold, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Medically dangerous cold,
3: uh, only in Minnesota.
1: (laughs) I imagine I am all my favorite uh, professional stars. At that point. The Timberwolves didn't have Kevin Garnett yet. So like I didn't want to imagine I was Christian Leitner because he was just too fucking lame. But um <laughs> I so mainly I was sticking in the college game. For whatever reason, I really liked Kentucky at that point. Again, Minnesota was terrible. So I, I imagine I was Jamal Mashburn. I imagine I was Ron Mercer for a bit, Antoine Walker, um Derek Anderson, I remember, um, Grant Hill for sure. Um so I would play whole games like Duke versus Kentucky or probably Kansas versus Duke or something like that, you know, the big powerhouse matchup. Sure. And I played on that damn thing until, oh God, I was probably, I think it was like 10 or 11 when um my, my uh, neighbor, uh, Ryan, the one who was too short, one catch the ball and let the ball get no, stuck. Not Ryan. He jumped too hard too on it. Ryan again, <laughs> this had the breakaway hoops. So if you went in for the, for the sweet jam, it would break away. That felt very nice. But you had to let go. After break away, you had to let go. He didn't. He kept pulling on it and he, and he bent the entire arm on it and, uh, uh and, and killed the thing, which was very sad. Um, but, but I used to bring Ryan. the thing out on the, oh. I know, I know, I know. I would bring the thing on the front sidewalk. I'd, I'd set up a trampoline. So I would do, you know, like full court sprint trampoline underneath the leg off the backboard, just theatrics, acrobatics, and, you know, Fireworks for all the for all the people in the sure stands. i was athletic imagining.
3: prowess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I th- th- see now that shows intelligence because I already knew at 10 I was never going to be dunking. So I should get used to trampolines helping me. So. Um, but. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs>
0: At, uh, yeah. at at ten, I, I knew one day I would be. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next,
2: you're already six eight, four years old. Wow, what a stretch! I had so yeah, my, I, my uh, first hoop
0: wasn't uh, it wasn't the Fisher Price one. I had one that was outside, um, smaller one. I think it was adjustable too. We had a little cement patio, and uh, I think my mom said it was like it was so comforting to hear like the ball bouncing around. Cause it was like, I was, I could play outside and she didn't have to keep an eye on me, but she knew I was okay. Cause of the constant sound yeah. of me shooting and dribbling and, and whatnot. And yep. yeah, I mean the vast majority of my childhood was spent uh, playing basketball at home, at school, wherever. So, I mean, Mitch, I, it's three yep. points. It's an easy three points. I my do. heart is full uh,
2: Dare we it, say a slam dunk?
0: No, no, <laughs> yes. no! I was not going to take the easy route, Brian. <laughs> but, then, but then, on the other side, it's it's like you two have you've weighed up both sides of my personality. Is basketball hugely mm-hmm. important to me? I, I went to film school, and Brian goes the camera route, which is and he engaged in subterfuge. And I mean, it just. But Brian, mm-hmm. you broke the number 1 rule of Christmas. You don't open your presents before it's time to open your presents. How could you do this to us? I am so disappointed. It's 1 point. I know. And that means I know. Mitch, wow. this is the most I was watching the scores closely here and I Mitch, you were in so much trouble and I thought it's 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 not looking <gasps> good and then you came from behind and you have won 13 to 12. You are the <laughs> winner. So Merry
1: Christmas, everybody! <laughs> oh, I'm sending everyone boxes of cookies on me.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: baby.
2: I was naughty and I deserve this. You're oh you guys expect list.
1: some expect some very delicious brinker Do's all natural cookies in the mail soon. You will not regret <laughs> it.
0: So <laughs> all right well well merry christmas uh, to all that is the merry end christmas. of the game and now it is time for my fast five the top five unexpected benefits of celebrating christmas number five you go straight to heaven That's right. (laughs) Whether you are Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Jewish, atheist, member of the Satanic Temple, the Grinch, or Ebenezer Scrooge himself, even if you simply clock out 10 minutes early from work on December 25th, you are guaranteed a spot in the good place. Number four, (laughs) a year's worth of guilt is erased. Even if all you do is give a $10 Applebee's gift card to Carol in Accounting in the office secret Santa, you can sleep well knowing what a kind and generous person you are. <laughs> Number three, you get to knock on strangers' doors and sing at them. Now, this privilege is very underrated. Don't take it for granted. Mr. and Mrs. Cartwright weren't so pleased when I belted the first six Black Sabbath albums at them acapella on Halloween night. Number two, <laughs> you get presents. Little known fact, sometimes at Christmas, people just give you the shit you want. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Number one, the new Bon Jovi CD will be half price at Walmart tomorrow. As is said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And that's it for this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Joining me from his workshop in Berwyn, Illinois has been...
2: Brian Erds.
0: And warming his toes by the fire in Wrigleyville has been.
1: Mitch Brinkman.
0: And on behalf of our producer, Baldwin IV, I'm Nathan Heninfant. And as Victor Borgay once said, Santa Claus had the right idea. Visit people only once a year. Alvida Zane and Adios.
2: You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from.
1: If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay.
0: Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys.